Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Well, in this episode, we're going to do a quick recap of a fantastic boxing card presented at the Minneapolis Armory last night and broadcast around the world by Showtime. Minnesota boxing fans and sports fans in general just turned out in droves to watch what turned out to be a very entertaining slate of matches at the historic armory. So Sean and I are going to talk a little bit about a few of the matches that happened last night, including the main event uh, where Tim Zhu, Australian superstar, improved to 21-0 with the unanimous decision victory over a very game fighter, Terrell Gaucher, a 2012 U.S. Olympian. Um, also on the card, in the televised portion of the card, Michelle Rivera improved to 23-0 with a unanimous decision victory over Joseph Adorno. Elvis Rodriguez with Freddie Roach in his corner won by knockout over Juan Jose Velasco. Other fighters victorious on the card include Bakram Murtazaliev of Russia, Joey Spencer of Linden Hills, Michigan. He improved to 15-0. Brian Mendoza, Joseph Goodall, Michael Angeletti, Trayvon Marshall, and Brian Crothers all in the win column last night. So Sean and I are going to talk a little bit about the main event and some of the other action and then we're going to present post-fight interviews from Tim Zhu and Michelle Rivera. We hope you enjoy the episode. But just to, I guess, recap what happened last night, I just thought it was a great crowd and a great atmosphere. And um, really proud of the way people turned out here. and came out for this this event it uh, I think it speaks well of Minnesota boxing that we had such a great atmosphere for this fight on Showtime um, seen all over the world and so really really pumped about that but uh, the main event certainly didn't let us down I think the uh, Tim Zoo's people must have been sweating buckets in that first round when he was floored and it looked like he briefly like he might be in trouble but he uh, to his credit he came back strong and was uh i, I thought one convincingly but uh all credit to gache too he clearly came to fight and he um you know we we uh, expected a good fight and they didn't disappoint so all in all it was a good main event and uh, just a good card up and down so um what 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 were your impressions sean i guess um to your point i mean gache uh hopefully i'm pronouncing his name correctly um i think you know the betting crowd i think was you know zoo is a huge favorite um the fight um despite the great um amateur and professional pedigree of gache um and I think the kind of the consensus amongst the people that I talked to was that Zoo was going to kind of wear him down. Um, so it was going to go deep, you know, if it, if not the distance. 
Um, but they expected Gache to be a good fighter and to give him a difficult time. But I don't think anyone expected Gache to drop him in the first round, um, right. at least not that I had spoken to. So that was exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah. really just kind of, I mean, the, the ring entrances were great. I mean, Gache, I don't know the name of the rapper that he had, but he had a rapper walking him in. I'm sure on the broadcast on Showtime, they probably identify who that is. Um, and even though that's not my style of music, it was really cool. Um, something different that you don't typically see at the, uh, at the armory. Um, and then when Zoo came in, they're playing the ACDC Thunder, which is always getting everyone pumped up. I tried to share yeah. that video. Um, and of course, you know, due to copyright, they muted it. Um, but it's really cool. And that really got everyone hyped up. Um, but yeah, then when the knockdown happens, everyone jumps out of their seats after Gache drops them. And unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to capitalize on it. Um, and the fight ends up going deeper. But, and I didn't see it. Um, I, I want to rewatch the fight back because, you know, Zoo was lucky. He did get a cut up on the left hairline early in that fight. I think it was from a headbutt. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw that early and I saw they got it, you know, taken care of and they had Vaseline on it. So I was like, all right, it's probably going to be okay. But those can be dangerous cuts and they can bleed a lot, um, yeah. and especially over the eyes. But I think it was more on the outside. So all in all, that all turned out good. Um, well, he, well, it was Tim, just a great Tim, fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. Uh, very, very exciting, fan-friendly. You know, just not a lot of clinching or wrestling or anything like that. But just, you know, it's funny because at time, well, first of all, you mentioned the cut. And Tim addressed that in the post-fight press conference. And I know you were down watching the, uh, the, the walkout fights, which is great. And, um, but Tim said that that was from a head cut, uh, sorry, a headbutt, And you could see it there just kind of on his hairline where, where, where the cut was and his corner, he gave a lot of credit to his cut man in his corner for, um, dealing with that. And it wasn't a factor. So, so good for them for, for, uh, doing doing a great job on that cut and um you know and just tim tim was i think kind of it didn't seem like you know he called it a flash knockdown which look, looking at the replay you know i mean he definitely got caught with a good shot but i don't think he was really hurt and i think maybe that even sort of lit a fire under him and like okay just gotta gotta get to work now but he didn't seem to be phased by it at all um and obviously finished the fight strong and just he, the great he showed that he was just in great condition because he didn't slow down through 12 rounds he kept up a pretty good pace i thought so yeah when 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 it happened when he got knocked down i i wasn't so sure that he wasn't hurt um but he's smart and you know did his did his job to to collect himself you know um and to get out of the round and and recuperate and then like i said gache wasn't able to capitalize on it and i don't mm -hmm. know exactly what gache um thought that he was going to show him that he hadn't seen before you know in the press conference he said that i'm going to show him something he hasn't seen before um right and maybe it was just the timing thing i don't know but i thought gache did a great job as far as moving around the ring, making Tim follow him, um, which is something you don't want to do when you're a fighter. You want to cut the ring off and you don't want to follow a guy. Um, mm -hmm. 
Tim was continually applying pressure, but Gachet was moving around and he was able to get him in spots. He would linger every once in a while, but for the most part, he was good and he was moving and he would just when you thought like, uh Oh, like, you know, this is not good for Gachet. He'd answer back. Um, maybe waited right. a little bit too long at times, but then eventually mm-hmm. he, you know, the body shots and everything, it slowed him down. And then he became mm-hmm. stationary and he'd lingered on those ropes. And then Tim just yeah. teed off on him and had his way. I think that's where he really came up short at times. It looked like he was almost using a rope a dope strategy on him when he was just, uh, had his back to the ropes. And I, I know he was able to, um, block some of those punches but it still takes a toll when you know tim did a good job of really working the body and um you know even even when you're getting hit on the arms there um that takes a toll after a while like you said to your point tim uh or gache did he he counterpunched pretty well i thought and um did did enough there were there are times when i think it was in that fifth round fifth or sixth round when i thought man this is uh this is getting close to where the referee might want to stop the fight. But then, but then Gache would come back just enough and keep punching and keep countering. And, and he hit him with some good shots too. It wasn't just throwing punches just for the sake of just uh, making himself look busy, but he did land some nice counters. For Tim, you know, you come in, you win your American debut on Showtime, which is obviously important for them, you know, and moving forward. Um, but, and you know, you might look at it as a negative, but in, in some ways, like the knockdown and the cut could also be a positive because now he looks vulnerable and, you know, the other guys in the division might be like, yeah, I'll have some of that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I can, you know, if Gache could do that, I could do that, you know, no offense to Gache, but if the guys who are ranked higher than him, um, you know, if they're going to put themselves in there, they might think they can do better or capitalize where Gache wasn't able to capitalize. So and then likewise for Gache, you know, he, he was unfortunately counted out, I think, by a lot of folks. Thankfully, not by a lot of the folks at the Armory. I mean, the chants of USA were pretty awesome. You know, um, Gache definitely had huge contingent of supporters um, at the Armory, which was great. Um, so, did, so did Team Zoo. I saw the Aussie flags and everything, too. That was great, too. Uh, but like I was saying, so it's good for Gache because he comes out doing much better than maybe was expected. And, you know, that helps set him up, you know, for another fight because he went the distance. Um, Yeah, you know, he took he took a little bit of punishment, but at the same time, he wasn't stopped. I don't believe he was cut. Um, So he should be in good position, you know, to to move forward and get another fight. So, yeah, I think so. And I was a little surprised by the one scorecard that had it just 114, 113. I didn't think it was that close. I think more. The, there was a 116, I think 116, 111 or something like that. And I think that's probably about right. Um, if yeah, you look I, at, you gave I try and share that on one of the Aussie sites, um, that scorecard. And I said, as a Minnesotan, I feel obligated to point out all of those judges from Illinois. And uh, um, right, so right. that we don't get, you know, a bad rep. But, uh, and, you know, one person was like, I don't think they really understood where I was coming from with the comment. And they're like you know wait so you're an american you know saying that american judge is bad and i'm like yeah i'm like maybe you guys don't get it like in australia i'm like we're in the states 
we kind of rib each other a little bit and, you know, give each other a hard time from state to state. And I'm like, so like, you know, Wisconsin and Minnesota, like border battle or something. And I was like, you know, we take pride in our state and we want to make sure that fighters want to come back here. And, you know, like after that Fox thing happened, you don't want people thinking you never want to come back here. And, you know, you see a bad scorecard, you know, want people going, Oh, I see how it is there. Like I go there and it's going to be controversial or something. Because that happened down in uh, Dallas for a while where people were like, I remember Polly Malinaji fought down there and, and got hosed once. And it was around that time, um, like around the time, like when Baby Bull Diaz was fighting too. Um, there were some controversial scorecards that happened down in Texas and people kind of would always comment about it. Anytime it was a, you know, a fight down there, it was like, is it going to be controversial or not? And that's the last thing you want attached, you know, to your, uh, your hometown. So that that scorecard i thought was very controversial but thankfully the right person won and uh even on that scorecard the right person won yeah that's the important thing i mean you give him the two points for the first round knockdown and then you figure okay maybe he won two other rounds beside besides that so that um just kind of doing the math that gets you to about 116 111 doesn't it i mean that seems about right um, yeah but... yeah I think that's pretty darn close I mean <laughs> I, I don't think Zoo you know was gonna be you know um, unhappy with the victory he got he got what he needed you know and people yeah. aren't gonna remember that one scorecard thankfully they're gonna remember the, the performance so yeah and he did mention in the post-fight press conference we'll hear from that later but um, apparently he was had been sick for a while before the fight and had just kind of a chest cold or just a little bit of a was a little bit under the weather and he didn't mention it before the fight because he didn't want to use it as an excuse or anything like that but um that's uh i think even more impressive that you're still able to keep up that kind of pace over 12 rounds when you're not feeling 100 percent physically so um yeah. yeah bring up the fact that the fight was 12 rounds um you know it was i mean uh zoo is a wbo number one um ranked and i am trying to think the uh off the top of my head i can't recall here hang on got it in my folder um the fight was officially whoops, the noise of the paper here fellas and ladies, uh, it was though, yeah, the WBO Global Super Welterweight title. So it was, yeah. Um, so, so he, I think he holds like an interim or something um, yeah. as that number one rank. So that was on the line, which is why right. it was called because it was, you know, his title, his interim title ranking or whatever was on the line. Um, and I think that also goes back to one of the positives that both Gache and Zoo can take away is you got some good rounds, you know, uh, they both need the rounds and, you know, if they're going to keep moving forward, you know, like uh, guys like David Morell, which we're really excited to see him at the armory coming up in June. Um, that's one of the things while I'm excited for him that he keeps scoring fast knockouts and stuff, <laughs> you know, which is great, you know, and don't get me wrong. The fact what, what it was a Dempsey always said, like the sooner the safer or something like that, um, which is always good. But, you know, these guys, they need to get rounds in, too, sometimes, or they at least need to be active sparring in the gym. So, yeah, I'm always um, trying to find a positive, you know, when a fight goes the distance. And it's like, you know, the guys get in good rounds. And as long as they're in there with high-level competition, you know, and they're getting that good good, uh, 
good competitive fights, you know, where they're going to be learning. And like, I don't know if you saw that interview with him afterwards where someone asked him what he could learn from the fight, what Zeus uh, could learn from the fight. And he was like everything, you know, or like what he yeah, could work on. Right. Yeah, which was a really good answer. It was just sort of like, hey, there's, you know, I can learn and improve on every aspect of my game. So that was good. Yeah, that that was good. And um, you're right, Tim did bring a belt to the post-fight press conference. He had a belt there on the podium. So I knew there was some kind of title on the line, but what he's really gunning for, of course, is the winner of Charlo versus Castaño and, uh, that I think will be a very interesting fight. Um, hopefully they can make that happen. So, yeah, you know, you heard him on the press conference when the thing they were asking Gache technically at the time, you know, if, if he would want the winner of that fight or if either of them would want it and mm -hmm. zoo chimes in and says like, F yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He wants it. And that Gache chuckled too. They're like, yeah, absolutely. They, you know, they both would love that fight. Um, absolutely so anyway yeah main event was awesome if you didn't see it on showtime or and if you weren't live at the armory um you missed out on something really special um in minnesota but the good news is is it was on showtime so you can go back and you can watch it again so and uh, you can go on youtube and check out their highlights or go on the uh, pbc the premier boxing champions youtube or their social media and you can see lots of the clips and highlights so that's always a pretty awesome absolutely and what were your thoughts on michelle rivera i know when you put ali's name on your trunks you're kind of uh that's a pretty bold move pretty big name to try to live up to <laughs> and he yeah. does resemble him physically um i think he's got a ways to go before he can be considered in that same class as far as physical talent but uh he's a great fighter and he was he was fun to watch a while seems seems to be like a seems to be a good guy too so um but yeah uh, i don't i don't other than the physical similarities you know the way that he looks i don't see any um but but the physical similarities are great you know when you look at him at a distance like he came in in that towel and the trunks that you know look like the ali's old trunks he's got the haircut um mm -hmm. very very similar but from the way that he fights is not like ali you know he doesn't jab the same i mean who does right i mean mm. who could jab, move like that or who can move like ali so not not really a criticism of him because who can emulate the greatest right so mm. but then also um you know obviously he's not uh he's not from the u.s so he's got some work to do if he's going to keep fighting in the u.s um if if he wants to be the crossover star, I guess, you know, to, to learn English a little bit better. Cause he was trying to give him a lot of credit. He mm -hmm. was trying in that post-fight interview in the ring with Jim Gray. Um, and Jim, I know that even just out in the crowd, we could hear that he asked him something about his dad and like, it just, it got, I don't know if it got lost in translation, but mm -hmm. it, it was a weird, awkward moment. And eventually Jim just had to kind of go, okay, move it on. <laughs> like, like this isn't working. We're not even with Felix De Jesus uh, up there translating. Um, so, but yeah, I, I liked him. Um, and I like that Joseph Adorno also, um, both, both tough guys. I'd like to see either of them fight again. I mean, Adorno didn't seem, I don't know, crisp at times. Like he was good. He's good at moving. You know, um, I just don't know. Um, 
styles make fights, you know, and that Rivera, he came and he was putting pressure on Adorno and it was sort of like the main event in the sense that Adorno was like, gosh, hey, he was moving, you know, and Rivera was like zoo and he was following him around. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, he, he looked good and I look forward to seeing him again. And in the other televised fight, uh, Elvis Rodriguez came out on top and it was always good to see Freddie Roach got to see Freddie Roach in his corner. And so, um, yeah, that was a nice part of the card as well. So, yeah, we got to see him rock the air guitar too. So that was fun. <laughs> After yeah. he scored his victory, he always does the air guitar yeah. to play up the Elvis name. That's cool. Yep. So looking forward to the next one here on June 4th. And, um, We've got some in between then and now we have uh Canterbury coming up. So yeah, I'm April twenty sure third. Yeah. Yeah, I know we're gonna try and do a preview episode similar to what we did last time. We're gonna try and get as many of the guys on the card as we can. If you're on it and we missed you, um, we're gonna try and get you. I know we said that we wanna well, we've we've been trying to get a couple people on, um, like Mark Nelson, the referee world-class referee We've been trying to get him on so he's one Robbie Lloyd um fights out of work Jim he's going to be on that Canterbury card um he's definitely one we're excited to have on the podcast um other than yeah, that man. I mean the, oh yeah for sure and I don't know if you noticed it or not but it looked like he traveled out west I want to say maybe to California or something I think he's doing some training so mm -hmm positive signs i've seen him posting a little bit on social media and i thought i noticed that he was either going to vegas or california or something to go do some training so that's positive signs that he's staying active for sure and again just from this armory card great great main event good good fights all around um but just the atmosphere there in the armory and the way that people turned out yeah, what was the total? Andrew Johnson was sitting next to us, and I thought he said it was over 4,000, like 4,800. Yeah, something like that. And the crowd seemed to be into it. Just, uh, you know, it was uh, just uh, a good thing for Minnesota boxing to see that kind of enthusiasm for a card that did not feature a local fighter. And so... Um, hopefully we can expect to see, well, I know we're going to be seeing more for sure right? Uh, this year and hopefully in, in the years to come. So really uh, pleased with how that turned out. Yeah. I know we're always excited when we have Minnesota fighters on the cards, you know, whether it was Jamal who was ringside. Um, I saw him there last night. That was great. Um, or whether it's David Morrell, who was also in the house of the armory last night, looking very dapper and sharp. Um, you know, he's going to be fighting coming up in June. And typically when one of those guys fights, we like to see someone else from Minnesota on the card, whether it be, uh, Bashan Owens is one of our favorites, um, or whoever. Um, and that's the hope, I guess, is even though it's, um, you know, it's going to be another Showtime card, we're hoping maybe we can get a, a guy on the undercard like Vishan or something, but if we can't, we can't, but you know, it's, it's very cool experience. And I can say that I was super happy when I was looking around in the crowd to see so many people in the Minnesota boxing scene that turned out, you know, um, on social media, I'm friends with a lot of people that I don't get a chance to meet in person. You know, we're just, you know, Facebook friends or something. 
and being at the fights is really cool because they come up and say hi and I'm like oh man yeah we've been friends forever so um very cool I got to meet some folks last night but yeah we had Minnesota Hall of Famers in the house you know from Mark and Danny Nelson I know uh we invited Danny Morgan I don't know if he made it out or not um but yeah on the local scene you know all the gyms were turning out like I know um Michael Lewis from 3P was there with his guys and um you know they were posting all over um I saw Mike Richmond, you know, bare knuckle boxer, who's got a fight coming up. April 9th was in the house. He had really, really good seats. Um, and he was posting about that. So we love seeing those guys and, you know, and there was many, many more I could go on and on, but there was a lot of people in the, in the building. Um, just makes it more fun, you know? So mm -hmm. thank you to all of those guys, you know, who are part of the Minnesota boxing scene who turned out because it really does make a huge difference, you know, trying to build hype for the next ones, you know, and showing those big networks that you should come back, you know. For sure. And the next one should not, I mean, that should, they should definitely be hanging from the rafters for that one. We have David Morrell, of course, but also Stephen Fulton uh, headlining Unified, putting his Unified Bantamweight, Super Bantamweight titles on the line against the former unified champion daniel roman that should be a great fight and i'm really looking forward to that yeah i right now as of right now on box rec and you know the the flyers that went out in the press release those are the only fights so far listed on that card um and like i said hopefully we'll get you know like a v sean owens or something on that card rumor is that he started training so um, that's about the right time frame, you know? Um, so, yep. so, but if not, you know, like I said, we're excited to see whoever, and it was such a cool experience. Um, Showtime's awesome. The PBC is great. Um, Warriors boxing. Um, is it TG, TG, TGB, B, TGB promotions, you know, Warriors and TGB, like they're kind of like, seems like the two promotional companies that, really roll through on those pbc cards at the armory and they do a great job um i tried to tag them and all the stuff i was doing sorry in the past guys i don't always tag you if you're listening um, i'm trying to get better on that when i'm doing my instagram especially tagging you guys on that stuff and making sure we give credit to you know those organizations because we're really lucky that they keep coming through like i said um you know like the pbc and showtime and when it's fox you know like we're just we're blessed to have them there so and the armory is so awesome hopefully everyone that hadn't been to the armory i know there's a lot of people that hadn't been there they were talking about like man i gotta go check this out and they were feeling the buzz you know the the hype surrounding this fight like you said even though there wasn't a minnesota fighter on it and they came out and i know my nephew was there with my brother-in-law and today when i was at church my brother-in-law he uh he said that my nephew tommy really liked it so tommy if you're listening i'm glad you liked it buddy um and we'll be at the next one for sure yeah, the Armory is a first-class place, and, you know, they, uh, even with the crowd there, you never had to stand in line to use the restroom or anything like that. It's there. Everything is just well laid out and, and beautifully done, so um, kudos to them. And, you know, I'm biased. I'm a big Armory guy, but I have to say that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how I cannot be biased just because, number one, um, you know, I'm blessed to be working with you, Brian, and and you introduced me to Rob and and I get through my association with you. I get to meet a lot of people, so I'm very blessed, you know, but other than that, 
the building itself, like I said, in the history, it's just, you know, and the, and the owners, like everybody, they know what they're doing and it's just, it's top, top class, like all the way. So, and you feel that and nothing against our other guys, you know, on the state. I mean, I love going to Hinkley. And oh, yeah. that was one of the, that was one of the best shows I think of the year actually was that last Hinkley show. Um, we were talking yeah. about that um, and Corey Rapiz and the Malax band of Ojibwe putting on an awesome show. We loved mm-hmm. the last Canterbury show um, with, you know, uh, Ignite fights and Eric Hinderocker and Jeremy. Um, is it Bjornberg? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get to meet you in person, Jeremy, if you're listening, that's my, on my list is next time I got to actually shake your hand and say, thanks because those Canterbury shows are great. And yeah, that's the next one, like Brian said. So if you're looking for the next one locally to go see big pro boxing, that's going to be down at the Canterbury Expo Center again, um, April 23rd. And it's going to be a stack card. Yep. Definitely looking forward to that. So, but yeah. And uh, well, Sean, it was good seeing you again, as always, along with everyone else there. And um, just, uh, on to the next one yeah absolutely thanks for going to the fights guys like i said if you didn't check them out plenty of opportunity you can check out uh, brian or i social media the pbc social media um you can check out um showtime social media like you've got a million different options or just type in armory <laughs> the, you know or the armory <laughs> because i'm sure a lot of people were tagging them so won't you won't have to look far you know to find footage of all that fun stuff and it was a great time And now we're going to hear from Michelle Rivera and his post-fight press conference. Well, it was good, you know. It really was four months working so hard. I have good, good corner. Uh, this guy was undefeated guy. Everybody was saying, like, he have real power. But they don't always remember that I have the real power, too. You know what they're saying? And technique, I like my job, but I have it. But I was looking one punch, but he was fight. It was straight. He didn't want to fight. Just he was, he was trying to survival in the brain, you know what I'm saying? It's difficult to get knockout when somebody is trying to just survival. And he just was trying to get me with one hard punch. And, but you have to, you, you can go right there and hit, hit puncher like like crazy guy. You have to sing. But they, I know what they would do in the brain, you know? My, I, 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 I try to win. I try to win, that's what I want, you know? But I feel so good. Uh, everybody see my, my my condition. I made change round easier, and I win. Like my job was amazing. Like real Cassius Clay, like real Muhammad Ali. I no say I know you see Muhammad Ali like the name like joking. No, I say because I work so hard and I have the talent for a big way. I can be the best in 125. Right now I have the talent. I look good. I, I'm so fast. I work hard. I'm seriously in this sport. You know. 23 no baby right now. Let's see, I feel so good. How'd you like the atmosphere of the venue? How'd you like this place? Oh, so good. I love, uh, now I love Minnesota. First time it was so cold, so freezing. <laughs> I want to go from Miami again, you see. <laughs> but now, now, I love Minnesota. A lot, a lot of people are good people right here. I love. It's nice. Yeah, I feel so good. Hey, so was there at any point uh, in the fight where you felt like you were just like you was just gonna go, but you just couldn't, you know, like earlier, I suppose. I, I was trying to look the knockout really because I see him like in the round five, round six, 
that he don't want to fight. He just, just like I tell you, I was jabbing and he was taking my old jabs. But it was difficult to get like the right hand because he's just going, going, you know? And he was taking me. And if I, if I am close, I, I'm bigger than him, I can't get close. I have to, to make a war in my distance, you know? I don't get a hit. You know that this was the plan. So it was around then, you knew, you knew there was nothing coming back at you, so it was your fight after that point? Well, there was nothing. He, he wasn't throwing any punches back at you, so you know it was your fight after that, at that point? Yeah, he, what he said, like, he was in a strategy. So when the other guys keep on running, he knew that he wasn't going to do anything, but he's taller. Yeah. So he couldn't go in, because then the other guy would have the advantage. So we had to keep our distance and keep jabbing, but it's hard to run, throw the right when the guy keeps on moving. He didn't engage. So you, you didn't feel like, you felt like because he was running too much that you would have exposed yourself if you would have really went for the knockout. Yeah, but the uh, my plan is win. You know, I, I, it's get the win. I don't want to get a hit. He have he was 14, 14 fights, zero losses, twelve knockouts. You know what they are saying? He was I see it because some guys in boxing they 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 let know that they want to do in the ring. It's like he was trying like when he come, he was he was giving pushing just. Let me like I enter and he get me with leg hook that just yeah he have this good leg hook you know and, and just uh, working intelligent uh, working intelligent in my work I, I give good hit not the hit that I wanna give because he was running but I feel good with my victory he's some different guy he's trying to he's trying to time you to get you to overreach so you can catch him yeah I was trying sometimes right, right. but he was. Well, you felt the whole time that you were, that you were, even though you weren't able to land that that, that knockout punch. Yeah. Um, you, you felt like you were in control the whole fight, right? You were winning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that I, I get out of control the, in the first round, right? the first second of the fight it started. I put my job working. He was, I was fainting. He don't know, he don't know how I come, you know, because I was like, and he was, he he, he don't see the jab, you know, but. The right hand was difficult to get to get him because he was he was right there uh, for five, you know. So I, I get good combinations uh, in in close moments because this is top like two times just. But after this, he started just running, running, running hard. And he's, he, I see something that he was trying like he went ten seconds, the final ten seconds to do something in the ten seconds. Like get that, but, you know some 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 guys, yeah, some guys throws. He like, oh, the wrong is finished. And he, 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 sometimes you throw, you throw him, okay, it's 10 seconds, be relaxed. You know, he was trying like get a hit of this, like 10 seconds for win the fight, for knockout. He, he know that he, he, it's impossible that he beat me like normal. He was just trying to get, to, to do the hit. He was enough for the pressure to make it, to make it a... Excuse me. Right, so you were, uh, well, he stayed. The good just, thing is that he stayed in the strategy the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. You, I get more experience. You see my distance. I know the importance right now. Uh, right, my job is special. My, my job is amazing. You see, you don't see like uh, one thirty-five guys right now that is champions that they don't have uh, this job. They don't use the job. Just they try like. Just give one one hit, 
and I would uh, I would say something the jab is so important because if you go for 12 round fight and you are jabbing for seven rounds the guy will feel this and in one moment he will stop and he will be you and you will be you will be everything that you want to do you know I will say my my hit my right hand that everybody know if you see Fernandez fight that sleep everybody but I can get it this night it was just look looking don't get it this you know in a fight like that where you're clearly the superior fighter you're winning you're racking up rounds he's still a tough guy kind of kind of run away from you do you chase the knockout or do you just box him till the end dude make sure you get the win yep it's like you say, I, I was I wasn't in plant, you know. The, right. the, I was following just the plant because I don't know how it come he, he come, you know, using the jab, using a lot of jab, but I see it like the round three that he don't wanna really fight. Right. You know, he was trying like get me. We, we wanted he, to close. We wanted to close it, right. but he's still dangerous. So we were yeah. controlling the whole fight, there's that, really no reason. That's where the tries comes in where you try corner, to chase that. Too in the much. corner we still yeah. wanted to do everything, but what are you gonna do? The guy yeah. keeps on running. He's not engaging. Yeah. Yeah. He can't go straight, reaching. So yeah. at that point, you just focus on outboxing and exactly. get the win. At that exactly. point, Don't we're just waiting it. for him to stop. The so most important right. part is win. And now we're gonna hear from Tim Zhu. It was a great quiet experience. Quiet yeah, it was, look, it was a great experience. Um, I'm glad I got the 12 rounds in against uh, a quality opponent like Terrell. Um, I, I dug deep. Uh, I showed something that, you know, that, that all fighters are all about, you know. Get up and keep fighting on. Um, I'm not in, the, in, this, in this game to throw a few jabs and run around the ring. I'm here to punch on and fight, you know. And um, I'm sure it was a one entertaining, entertaining fight, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, were quite entertained with that, you know. So fucking make fans come out of their seat and start screaming, even if it's for me, against me, I don't care. Um, that's what boxing's all about, and that's what I intend to bring for the next next ten years. You were, you were um, you bounced back really well in the second round. But how hurt were you? No man, I wasn't hurt. I, look, it was, it was just like a flash knockdown. I, I threw a right. I didn't see his right. Got me down. What do you do? You get back up. Simple, yeah. That's it. I wasn't hurt at all. It was, so was it your first knockout? Was it like uh, first jitters in the United States of fighting? Uh, or were you that you had to just kind of get over it? No, look, I think I was a bit too relaxed coming in. I felt like the, everything was just like... I didn't understand. I wasn't too pumped. I was, I was just too, too mellow. Uh, usually before my fight, I'm nervous and getting in that zone. It took me two rounds to actually get into that zone. Do you feel that you're comfortable or fighting outside the United States or fighting yeah. in Australia? Oh, United States? Yeah, just in Minneapolis. <laughs> man, this, this, this is a buzz for me, man. This is what I dreamed about, man. I was walking in the ring with, the, with that Showtime banner. I was freaking out. I was like, man, this is, this is what I've been watching my whole my whole life on TV. You know, and, you still, and you still didn't, still took until the second round? Yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't kick in, it didn't kick in, you know? And then after the after the knockdown, I was like, all right, I'm in a fight now. I need to wake up and fucking get my shit together. Was it, get was it worse for him to engage? Because we know he's the type of fighter that likes to wait on his opponent so he can counterattack. Was that one of the, the problems with him to get him to engage with you? Look, he's a, he's a boxer, he's, 
he stays on distance, throws a few jabs, crosses, and he's got these real sharp hands, you know. Uh, it was a good experience just learning to be able to, you know, uh, sort of miss the shots, take the shots, and um, being able to see the shots and then slowly, slowly start putting the pressure on and slowly breaking it down. I think in one round I was, I got him with a few shots and he was, he was nearly ready to go. And then again, in the, in the later rounds, I could feel him through the body shots I was landing, I could feel him going, making these um, What's the game, game plan tonight? Uh, really to push him up against the ropes, keep it close, keep it uh, inside? Or did you want to throw, throw from the distance at all? I, the first few rounds I wanted to be cautious, you know. Um, and I got and I got caught, you know. <laughs> but um, it was a it was like a fight fight type learning experience, you know. I, I went through so much in that fight, and um, I felt in control most of the time, you know. Like, yeah, he was throwing a few jabs and crosses, but I was sort of just like parrying them off. He didn't like I was like whatever, you know. It doesn't hurt. It's this is fun. This is this is what boxing is about for me, you know. If you want to punch on? Let's punch on. You know, it was simple. At the end of the fight, how confident were you that you won, and how surprised were you that the judges had it as close as they did? I thought I won. Yeah. I felt I felt in control most of the time, you know, and then excluding the um, the, the knockdown, and then the second round he probably won that as well. So that's a head three three round head start already, yeah. you know. So yeah, you do have to catch back up, uh, but. I felt like from round three onwards, yeah. I felt it was not one-way traffic. Like, yeah, he was landing a few shots, but I felt in control the whole time. Tim, tell us about that preparation. There was some adversity there you didn't want to talk about before. Yeah. Now that it's over. <laughs> yeah, look, I went through a coughing. I was sick for two weeks before the fight. Um, I didn't want to say anything, but I couldn't breathe. And my spirits were just going crazy. I was just trying to stay away from everyone and try to drink as much water. But yeah, it was it was a good experience to learn, you know, like whatever's faced whatever problems you you have faced you gotta push through and find a find a way to, to keep going. So was when the knockdown knock happens, because I'm watching this from the, the, the balcony of the uh, the press balcony, you got up and the, the blood's coming coming out, right? Yeah, it was an so accent headbutt. It was a okay, so that was up there because yeah. so it was it was up there, okay. Yeah, accent headbutt. Yeah, I knew it wasn't a punch because I, I felt the, the headbutt and then the ref came in the corner. He was taking care of right away too. Yeah, Mark, my cut man, did a perfect job, you know. I didn't, I didn't see the blood at, at all. So, yeah, we didn't see it <laughs> From this fight, what do you think is the, the experience that you most take going on into a future fight maybe with Castaño or Charlie? Man, I'm, I'm ready to punch on. Facing adversity and being able to recover, you know. Um, <laughs> it's what boxing is all about, you know. It's, it's not. It's never going to be one-way traffic where it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be easy, you know. It's, you're going to. You're going to. You get punched in the face. This is, this is what it's all about, you know. What's your prediction for that fight, Charlo? Castano? I think Castano wins. I like his activity level. Um, but if Charlo, look, Charlo's like catches shots and he's. But his work rate isn't high, you know, so he sort of jabs a few times and he moves around and he finds that perfect shot. But Castano's work rate is, is, is cracker, so again, it's, it's going to be an interesting fight. Do you want your next fight to be here or back at home in Australia? I like the fact that it was here, you know, I got to get out of my comfort zone, you know. In Australia, it was crazy, because like me coming out of the ring, 
in Australia was like coming into the ring it was like 20,000 people screaming to the top of their lungs with zero support here it was a bit different you know it was a different feeling but you know what I'm hoping to, to gain more more fans and followers any chance we could, uh, Minnesota can be your, your American home? <laughs> Man, there's, a, there's a few places that I want to go to in America. We do one, of them, one of them's Vegas for sure. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, man, if Minnesota's welcomes me again, oh, I'd love to be here again. Hey? See how the crowd is. <laughs> man, it's pretty dope here. And, and this arena, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. For as active as you've been, is your plan to wait out Charlo Castaño or do you want to get a little fight? If, if the boys are going to go on a honeymoon after, yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Wait around? Wait for my life to, wait for my boxing life to finish? You know, they fight once a year. What are, right. You know, you've got to stay active. You've got to make as much money as you possibly can and you've got to improve Day by day, so it's quite simple. Right, time for two more, two more questions. Hey, I was gonna say you said your cardio you came in sick on this uh, to this fight, but it seems like after the knockdown, as you kept getting stronger and stronger, and your, your volume or your punches was uh, kept increasing, increasing. What do you? Uh, how did you prepare for that in your camp to be able my, to? Put, uh, my coach, so man, my coach. We do. He pushes me to the next level. Um, train two, three times a day. Man, there's there's no stone no stone unturned, you know. This this is why I succeed, and my fitness was no problem. I could go another ten rounds. I don't know, man. I was just feeling sweet, you know. I could see uh, Terrell gassing, breathing heavily, but I was, man. I'll come back to my corner. I was like, sweet, man. Huh? Man, we got the ocean, the beach. Yeah, we're far. Yeah. We, we fight with the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, thank you. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. Congratulations.